Welcome into Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, episode 55, presented by Golf RX and Mount Juliet. I am your co-host, Connor Hendrickson, joined as always by my co-host and vice captain of the High Cotton Club, John Stewart, a.k.a. Mr. 64. And what a special episode that we have for everybody this week, as David May of Unknown Golf joins the end of the episode to preview a little bit of everything that Unknown Golf has unveiled and still some of the stuff that they have coming soon. So if you haven't already subscribed and seen all the great stuff that Unknown is is doing once you listen to this podcast i'm sure that you'll want to reach out figure it out so just go to unknown golf if you're part of the high cotton club you got that connection but great stuff going on at unknown golf so check them out unknowngolf.com but we also dive into everything that we have going on in the high cotton club including all the matches in the high cotton classic the third stage is officially underway but it's also the week of the education the border battle between tennessee and alabama down at suwanee and the extinction is only a couple weeks away we're getting very close and i'm getting very excited so thank you so much to everybody who has tuned in to episode 55 of dialed in a podcast by the high cotton club Presented by Golf RX, where whether you need custom club fitting, lessons, club repair, anything that you need in the game of golf here in Middle Tennessee, they can get you dialed in just like they've gotten so many of our guys dialed in over the past year. So thank you so much for their partnership. And without any further ado, please enjoy today's episode. Rich, some guys like it quiet, some guys like it loud. This is. Yeah, Gator needs to look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Now that he has to play the shot, test anyone. It's a great story. Welcome into episode 55 of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Coming to you from Casa de Hendrickson, this is your co-host, Johnny Stew. Join with me as always, El Capitan, Connor Hendrickson, a.k.a. Lefty Sauce. Got a rainy day here in Tennessee. How are we doing today, Connor? Usually I'm better than I deserve. I'm probably right about where I deserve. Um, you've witnessed firsthand, been on the struggle bus the past couple of weeks. Um, if something can go wrong, it kind of is going wrong. But we're here and very excited to dive into all things that are going on with the High Cotton Club. A lot of stuff going on, as always, and nothing more so than right now with the High Cotton Classic. Yeah, got a lot of things going on. Going back to your point about things going wrong, it's all right, buddy. Anything that goes wrong, just... Just takes a little elbow grease. Just clean it right up. That's all we can do. Uh, just, you know, on to the next one. Um, but in the High Cotton Classic, um, we'll dive into it. I am on to the next one. was able to lock up my pod with a win last weekend over uh, gosh, over Ed Buchanan at the Legacy. Um, and it was funny enough, I saw Ed downtown last night, um, just, you know, walking the streets off of Broadway. I was grabbing a hot dog for me and Morgan and, just ran into him, so that was that was very cool. But um, we had a, a really fun match. 
um, out at the Legacy with you and Tom Salter and um, ended up not getting quite enough, and we ended up going and playing an E9 afterwards, a little two-man game, and you guys came out well clear on that end of it, but uh, both of us went winning our matches. Yeah, we, we got it done on the matches, and then uh, once we were done, we figured we weren't quite done yet. Decided to team up me and Salter versus you and Ed, a little E9 uh, two-man scramble for 20 a hole. And actually, I think we only beat you out of one bat. Yes, yes. Um, it was fun, though. We were vibing our faces off. Yeah, I mean, we were vibing. It, it was less about the golf shots and more about, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, you love to see that. Just going out for a little E9, getting in a, gambling a little quiche on the side and, uh, and just vibing it out and hitting some golf shots. Yeah, so um, after that result with me and Ed, I uh, sit at seven points in the pod, Ed at four and a half, Alex Kreider also at four and a half, and Wes Stamey at two since I play Wes in the next round. Um, as long as we play, I get to eight. Uh, nobody can pass eight, and I have the tiebreakers against both of the other guys. So I lock up that pod. Um, moving down, Scott Fancher locked up the pod that I'll be playing against. So I will be playing against Scott Fancher. He's coming out of the Trons hitters group um, after he took down um, Tanner Sandell uh, the Sunday at the Legacy after our match at Saturday. And, man, weather came in to that one, and it was uh, it was quite an eventful finish. Yeah, it was wild. I was only I, – I went there for the, you know, the first couple holes, and when they teed off, it's 80 degrees, sunny, beautiful. By the time they – get ready to hit their second shots in one fairway. It has become cloudy, cold, and the wind is blowing 30 miles an hour. Like, I had to leave on two tee boxes. I was like, guys, I'm going to get a jacket. Like, yeah. I'm freezing. Like, I was just out there just watching. And uh, on that first hole, you know, Fancher hit it left into two fairway, wasn't able to find it, ended up just conceding that, that first hole to Tanner. Tanner had hit the green in two, so – uh, wasn't a good chance for Fancher to even if he took the penalty shot and tried to get up and down. Was probably wasn't. Uh, he decided to just chalk that one up on the first hole. Uh, I've done that plenty of times. Just chalk, <laughs> chalk up the L on the first hole. Move on to the next. Yeah. One. And um, but yeah, it sounds like there was a couple good matches there. Um, I ended up having having to leave, but you came in and, and were able to follow that whole match. Yeah, um, Scott just kind of did what he does, um, just puts the pressure on in the right spots. Came right back and birdied two and three, right? Yeah, plays really consistent golf and at times can get really hot like he did on two and three. Um, he had the putter rolling. He wasn't missing anything kind of short. Um, so, yeah, just kept the pressure on Tanner all day. And Tanner, once he got down, pressed a little harder than he probably needed to, probably just, you know, needed to – play stock and standard golf and let the match kind of come to him more than trying to chase the match. And uh, just, you know, a few mistakes. Um, finding the penalty area on 11, having to play out of it, not getting all the way out of it, still being in it. Um, and then on 13, finding the penalty area. 12, Scott actually hit his ball OB, so he was able to get a win there. But then 13, um, yeah, just not quite what he was looking for. But, you know, it's tough when – they blew the horn while we were on 12T. So, you know, like, all right, this thing is like, he's down in the match. The weather's coming in. You're not going to probably be able to finish. Like, I can't imagine all the, the feelings and thoughts and emotions that go on um, being in that situation. 
Yeah, and the thing about the legacy, it's not a, it's not real demanding off the tee, but it, you do need to hit solid tee shots out there, or you will be because there is hazard and out of bounds on every hole. Yeah. So it, you know, if Tanner was, if he was struggling off the tee, of course Fancher hit a couple out as well. Uh, it's a golf course you can get quite a few penalty shots. And Fancher on seven, maybe the longest drive I've ever seen on seven. I mean, just I don't. I felt I mean, he may have not had nine iron in. Like it was a bomb over Baghdad. It was it was wild to see. It is playing firm right now. If you can carry the ball to that hill just short of that one fifty, she will scoot another thirty yards inside that one fifty marker. And it's it's honestly. From the white tees, it's a par four, I, I believe. Like, when it's playing hard and fast, and when we had the Corn Ferry event out there, even those guys playing from the blue tees, they played it as a par four. Which is fair. those guys were, you know, they had pitching wedges yep. in. It's a tight – It's a, it, I think it's a really good par four if, you, if they were to just convert it. Yeah, I don't disagree. It is one of those kind of in-between par fives, which I like. I like having the – It's like 490 yards, and it's tight. Yep. So you don't have to hit a driver. Yep. But, but if I you think, do, you can be rewarded. I honestly think it's a par four. I've been making a lot of fours there lately. So, yeah, it's just kind of um, because it is firm and fast, even me as a shorter hitter, if you're able to just kind of hit it up around the cart path, then you have a really good shot to get it up around the green. And depending on where the hole location is, the, the chip can funnel towards the hole, even if it can get away after. Then you just have a putt straight back up the hill. But that hole location that day was spicy, and it got those guys. Was it front right? Back right. Back right? Yeah. The right side of that green is tough. Tough. Like, it's tough. Yeah. And th- there were tough hole locations out there all day long. But um, congratulations to Scott for advancing in that match. What actually, uh, in that pod rather, what actually locked up that win in the pod for him was uh, Ricky beating Mike Hartwell um, two days later at the Legacy. And so, funny enough, Ricky winning, trying to advance, ended up kind of eliminating himself. It was Mike's. It was Mike's opportunity after Tanner lost. Yeah, but I mean, if you're in Ricky's position, you got to go out and just take all you control what you can control. Absolutely. So um, yeah, congratulations to Scott. Great plan by Ricky. He won that match like six and four, I think. So good for him to get a win. And Mike said they had a great time, uh, regardless of the result. But Hotelings hitters is. Maybe the most interesting pod that we've had in the history of the Highcock Classic. So let's dive into this real quick. We have Chris Hawks, we have Austin Gervais, Brian Turley, and Dylan Doris, all at four and a half points after two stages. <laughs> it's like we got a little Mexican showdown here. So Every, everybody's pointed guns at each other right now, standing in a circle. <laughs> if, Shout out to the office, Jeff, where everybody's just standing there pointing guns at each other. <laughs> Hawks and Hawks and Gervais will play in the third stage, and Turley and Doris will play in the third stage. Um, that match is set for Saturday at Bluegrass at two thirty. I know that. I don't know about Hawks. It's gonna be. I mean, the the possibilities to get out of this pod. It's Turley is in control. Because Turley beat Hawks, if Turley goes out and beats Dylan, then by a margin, then he can advance. But if Austin goes out and Turley goes out and they win by the same margin, 
Austin would advance. So there's just every single possibility is out there. And Dylan needs to go out. And if he were to win and Austin were to win, then Dylan would advance. Yes. As long as the margin was the same. And Chris has multiple paths as well. So there's, uh, I mean, really, we're going to know a whole lot more after the the match with the Bluegrass. can go if he wins by the same or better margin and Turley wins because Hawks, no, and and Dylan wins. Yes. Yeah. So Dylan needs your race to win. I mean, all the possibilities are there. Everybody needs somebody else to win, and everybody needs to win. It's going to be exciting. And they're playing bluegrass. Um, Dylan and, and Turley are playing bluegrass Saturday at 2.30. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be playing with them. Um, I, I believe Logan's going to join us as well. And it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll try to provide updates as much as I can. I'd, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I said it the other day in the Discord. I kind of messed up, man. Dylan's apparently found something. We just made a slight little tweak. And he's hitting the ball solid, which is... A development. A development. But Turley getting his putter squared away, apparently he was... Six degrees off. uh, Six (laughs) degrees off. So, uh, and apparently it's been that way for like 10 months. So, you know, he could be just coming out and making everything. Who knows? He can putt. I know that. Even with it six degrees off, I feel like he still makes a lot of putts. (laughs) You're not wrong. Um, KBV's hitters, another interesting pod. We have Lane Rockensock. Six and a half, Ben Sercio at four and a half, Adam Dahl at four, and Josh Appleton at three. Josh Appleton, the king of playoffs. Um, love him, but maybe the king of losing in playoffs as well. Just runs out of gas there at the end, and I understand having to work all morning and then try to extend it through the afternoon. Well, there's something to be said when you have to work that hard every single time, you know? Yep. It takes a mental toll on you. Yes. There's, and you continue to build scar tissue and scar yeah, tissue. Yeah, well, and it's just like when you're playing your own round and you're, it's, if you, the difference between having, no, like, rake in pars and having to grind for pars at the beginning of a round. Like, eventually it just kind of mentally takes a toll on you. I feel like it's the same way when you're always having to go to 18 or always going to have to extra holes. Like, eventually you're, mentally you just get drained. I totally agree. Um, but you know he's been a great competitor, a great supporter, and so um, while he's eliminated from advancing in this pod, um, still appreciate him very much, and kudos to the way that he battles out there. Um, but Lane Rockensock in control of this pod, playing Adam Dahl. If he goes out and beats Adam Dahl, and I was talking to Lane earlier, believe they're pretty similar handicaps. Um, I mean, he goes out and wins, and that, that's it. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play with Adam. Um, I have played with Lane. Lane's solid player. Uh, have, have you played with Adam? I have, and he's a solid player. Um, I would expect this to be a really, really good match. I think Lane may be a little bit more motivated. He's def- he's he's got the itch, buddy. He's definitely he's out to prove his point, prove yeah. his place. Yes, I, you love to see that. Yeah, really do. Yeah, he's he's itching to figure out how he can get into the showdown. Just any spot that he can get. He wants it, so we love to see that. And, uh, yeah, he controls his destiny, but 
if Adam were to win and Ben Sercio were to win, then Sercio could advance out of this pod. Are we um, are we offering showdown spots to people who make it out of their pods for anybody who hasn't? We can do that. I think we ought to do that. That's that's fine by me. That's grinding your butt off. I, I feel like yeah. that's the same as you know getting a you know a top five in a in a tournament. No, that's absolutely fine by me. And uh, we're gonna talk about the showdown here in a little bit. And so breaking uh, news after stage three concludes, we'll update that list once again. And um, yeah, between the education and the third stage wrapping up, that will be the end of gifts. And yeah, I think we should be able to to figure that out time wise with gifts and. Um, that'll that'll be the cap for the field, and yeah, very excited for the showdown. It's um, the planning stages are about to to really kick into gear now that I think we got a good hold on the extinction, but um, we'll dive into that in a little bit as well. But um, yeah, KVV's hitters, lane in control. Ben needs lane to lose, and he needs to win by um, I think three and a half mm-hmm. to have a chance. All right, Solly's hitters, Spencer Carney, five points. Devin Frederick, four and a half. Tyler Hill, four and a half. Walt Draper, four. Another tight one. Another tight one. Spencer Carney in control. Um, it's going to be Devin and Walt in stage three, and it's going to be Spencer and Tyler in stage three. So anybody can advance except for probably Walt. He, he Because might. he loses the tiebreaker to Tyler. Yeah. Because um, they need Tyler to win. Right. So Devereaux is the only one that could actually have a chance at he's got to win by three and a half. And he needs Tyler Hill to win by three, right? And does that equal the same? Does he have a half point lead? Yep. Yep. That would, that would be, be a tie. That would be a tie. That would be a tie. So Devin just needs Tyler to take it to eighteen or later. Because if Spencer win, wins, win. he controls his own destiny. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Spencer has to lose. Tyler has to take it to 18 or later and win. And um, Yeah, if he wins on 17 or sooner, uh, Devin would have to do the same. Yep. So, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that pod. A lot of golf left. Um, DJ Pies hitters, another very interesting group. We have Beers at uh, 7 and Logan Doris at 7 with Kyle Stetson and James Pierce both at 2. Uh, both of those guys just having to run through the buzzsaw playing Logan and Beers. Yeah, and we, and, you know, we looked at this before it all started. We knew in that that was going to be tough. Um, it's sort of a rematch of last year where Logan and Beers battled it out. Both of them are, man, just tough match players. I mean, it. Both of them are. And this is gonna this is gonna be a good matchup. Beers is probably gonna have to give Logan a couple shots, but he is. I, this is Logan all day long. I, I love you, Beers, but Logan is playing really really good golf. I think Beers is gonna be motivated after losing to him last year at Legacy. It'll be interesting to see where they go. See, I don't think Logan cares. I don't think but, he, like Beers cares, and Logan's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna show up and like do it. I think and I think that works for Logan. Whereas Beers cares, and it might. I don't know. I see Logan making six, seven birdies in this round. It's hard to beat Beers twice. It is hard to beat Beers twice. I mean, I he beat me in the first edition. Um, he he just he's got to play his best golf. If he plays his best golf, it'd be a great match. Yeah, Logan's playing good too. He's playing really good. He yeah, 
That's that's the problem. Is just how good Logan's playing. Um, but whoever wins that match advances. Simple as that. Um, big Randy's hitters. Jack Bergstrom has advanced. Congratulations, Jack. This is the Kentucky Pod. Um, he has all seven possible points. Um, Clay Doty with four and a half. Josh Tyler with four and a half. And Andrew Joyce with two. So Jack just doing what he needed to do um, because of the tiebreakers. Playing against Andrew next. Um, yeah, it's just not going to uh, – nobody's going to be able to catch him. Yeah, and that's a great representative of the group, Jack. Of course, we played with him at Park Mammoth. Really solid player, solid dude. Uh, I think he fits into the high cotton like a duck in water. And the winner of your pod will be facing him. Can't wait. So, Cody's hitters, John Stewart, in control of this pod with six and a half, Jordan Gooch and – with five and three quarters, and Brad Stuhlreier with five and three quarters, and Tom Salter after y'all's match at the Legacy with two. Um, before we get into that match a little bit, um, Gooch and Stu, unable to make the deadline work, we took this to the committee because of the nature of the situation. The committee felt it pertinent to make an unprecedented, unprecedented decision, and that is how each player both got um, two and a quarter points out of the possible four and a half points from a match. And so never been done before. I would not expect to see it done again. Um, but that is how we got to this situation in this match. Yeah, and this, like we say, it's never it's never really happened before, but uh, it will be handled on a case-by-case basis. This is not precedent for going forward. So I would not expect every decision to be the same on that. This is a case-by-case case based on uh, each situation, like the details of each situation of why it had to happen. So, And at the end of the day, no matter what the, the committee decided, uh, it was going to be a winner-take-all between you and Gooch because of the tiebreaker between you and Beastu. Mm-hmm. So um, really it came down to that. And I know that you feel great about that, but before we get into that, let's uh, Let's talk about your match with Salty Dog a little bit. Yeah, so he he started out on me. Uh, of course, his his main uh, mantra of the day was "one time, baby, one time." Like the if if you can reference the uh, Little Giants. And he hit a good shot one time per hole. It he was, it did. It was consistently it was, one time per hole. I was rooting for him the entire time too. Like I. I was out there screaming one time. Every time he'd make a twenty-foot par putt. One time. <laughs> but I got. I mean, I told you when we got in the golf cart. I was like, he's he's hype right now. But he, I, if he keeps missing greens out here, he's not. He's gonna have struggles. Like he's not gonna be able to keep getting up and down for par. Is I felt like I was in a good spot. I was hitting the ball pretty well. Uh, I wasn't making birdies, but I was comfy pars and not putting myself through a whole lot of stress. He wasn't getting that many shots, so I wasn't worried about the shots as much. Uh, I was just, I was just kind of waiting for him to to come back to earth a little bit because he was getting up and down a lot. Yeah, and but the fatal flaw came on seven when he took. You can't beat John Stewart taking iron off the tee. You can't. Look, I said this what three classic the three classics ago when uh, oh who was I playing? He's no longer. He hasn't played in anything in a while. In a long since then, really. Uh, I don't know. We were at Greystone, 
And is that I, like Bailey? No, it was somebody else. He was from Clarksville. This oh. guy. Um, oh, Cole. I don't know. I can't remember his name. This was like the original classic or maybe the second one. Um, But we were on 18 at Greystone, which was our ninth hole because we started on the back. And he may have been one down or two down at the time. And he goes to hit an iron off the tee on 18, which is – I don't understand because it's probably going to give him a wood into the par four. I mean, you have to push it. You have to push it all the way up to those bunkers yeah, to you, actually have an iron in. Yes, you have to at Greystone. Great drive. That's a really tough golf hole. And he pulls like a four iron out, and I get out of the cart and I said, "Bub, you look. <laughs> listen here, Chief. You're not going to beat me hitting irons off the tee. You better start hitting something with a slip cover." And Connor fell out of his golf cart laughing. Of course, I went on to beat him, but. Uh, that's all. That's always the mod. Don't come out in match play trying to hit irons off the tee, trying to beat a good player. You're not going to do it. No, not not in those situations. Um, yeah, you just got to go get it. You just got to go get it. I mean, trying to play Sergio at, at Foxland the other day, I had tried to do a little too much, like trying to play his game instead of still playing my game. Um, but yeah, you can't can't take irons off tees. Against those guys. I mean, you come out and play me, and you take an iron off a tee. I am going to make fun of you for <laughs> hours. Yeah, I I won't even take iron off a two at Legacy because. Yeah, I mean, on number two, like I under it's the second hole of the golf course, and you, like I hit four iron off of it when it's fast because otherwise it's going to go all the way through it. Like I understand it if it calls for it. Yeah. But he's was hitting iron on the ninth hole while he's down to what be 80 yards short of the trouble like yeah. there's pl- he could hit driver and not got to the to the bunkers you know fair uh, and he's gonna have to take a longer club in after that like it didn't make sense to me so i made fun of him uh totally fair and uh yeah just note to yourself if you're listening and you're playing john stewart um probably want to hit driver or at least something with a head cover I mean, I understand strategy on, on, on some holes, but I it just did not understand it on that one. Well, diving into the Alabama pod, um, the Wild World of Golf Group, very interesting here. We have um, Evan Daly with five points, Joe M. Sant with four and a half, Justin Meese with four and a half, and Jay Mims with four. Who's leading that one again? Evan Daly. And uh, let's see, Evan and Jay will play, and Joe and Justin will play here in Stage 3. So who you like out of that? Evan seems solid. Um, you know, because of where the points stand, I think it's – I mean, it's obviously Evan's ball game. If Evan goes out and does what he needs to do, I expect him to advance. But it could be interesting, you know, if if Joe's able to go out and get a win against Justin or if Justin is able to get the win against Joe, I mean, that's the person who's going to have the chance if Jay is able to upset Evan. Um, but it all depends on, on where they play this match, I think. Um, if Evan's somewhere that he's comfortable, he probably goes out and gets it done. also depends on conditions. You know, Jay needs – Jay's just getting into his time for golf. You know, starting to dry up a little bit. 
get some of that rollout. He's coming. I have he's, no doubt that he's coming. Oh yeah, he's a he's a June, July, August golfer for sure. Likes to get that rollout. Likes to keep that ball rolling towards the hole. Um, the office hours pod, very very interesting. Um, you know, heading into this thing, D ball runner up last year. We expected him to make a bunch of noise this year, but it's newcomer Brandon Williams making all the noise in the office hours group. Six and a half points, went out and beat D-Ball through 18. Um, they played know, horseshoe something um, down in Alabama. I don't think I don't think it's in the best shape, but they did have high noon, so they had a great time. Um, but, yeah, D-Ball now in second place in this pod. He needs to win um, against Chan, and Michael Wolf needs to beat Brandon Williams for D-Ball to have a chance to advance. Only down a point and a half, still has a chance to advance. Yeah, and um, you can only assume that uh, based on the first two matches that he's probably going to be going to Shoal Creek when he plays Michael Wolf. I imagine. um, Which might be a lot different than what he (laughs) just played. Um, You know, D-Ball still got a chance there. You know, it was big him grinding back and getting, getting that half point. That was big. Absolutely. So credit to him for battling. Um, he and Chan, I believe, also playing this Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, how he still got to go take care of business against Chan. Yep. Those results and Chan, he's run through a couple buzz saws. Um, two. It sounds like that entire bracket is a buzz saw. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean that entire pod. Two net under rounds against Chan. Now he's got to go play D ball when D ball's in the corner. Um, tough, tough scene for our boy Chan. <laughs> He could be the only person to have played three people that shoot net 60-something. Yeah. Um, yeah, his. <laughs> if you want to put up the score shot against him, that, that would be a great, great tournament score for anybody. Like if that happens, Chan, we'll work on getting like a sportsmanship or a participation trophy for you because you just ran into a buzzsaw every single time. Maybe that's a new award, <laughs> the buzzsaw trophy. Whoever yeah. just gets screwed in the draw. Um, all right, the film room pod, Josh Hollingsworth. In control with seven points, Mace Muse with six, Justin Jeffries with two and a half, and Brian Vanderveer with two. Vandy, tough scene, you know, getting Still back from the his shoulder. shoulder a little bit, yeah. and then comes down sick. Um, so expect to see him, you know, here soon at the education and the extinction. So he'll be getting back in action. Yeah, and he was one of my dark horses before we started this whole thing, but you can't can't predict anything like that with his shoulder and then also getting sick as well. So, I mean, shout out to him for trying his best right now, but he, you know, just needs to get healthy. Got a, got a long season ahead. So, uh, Josh and Mace playing in stage three. Um, that's what this group comes down to. Um, Josh with a half a point lead with seven Mace with six and a half. I think I said six a minute ago, he's at six and a half, but it really doesn't matter with that half point. Cause it all comes down to who wins this one. And this is, Probably the most intriguing match of all the high cotton matches to me. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, what Josh is given is Josh going to have to give Mace what two, three? Yeah, something like that. That's tough. That's really tough. I mean, Josh is a good player. I mean, Mace is defending champion. He don't. Yeah. He doesn't come out here to lose. Josh, even though he's you know hottest hand in the club right oh, now, yeah. one up, he still feels like he has something to prove. He still feels like he he is you know sending out that energy at least. I mean, they're both my boys. I don't know who I could pick in that. I don't like Mace getting shots. 
I don't like Mace getting shots. As but if Josh is giving up, like Josh is tough too. Like Josh is somebody who can handle giving Mace a couple shots. Yeah, if he has to give three, it's like, okay, well, he goes and makes three birdies when Mace makes pars, and we're all square. And now it's just you know I mean, this one is, or two shots somewhere. I think it's going to come down to that type of deal where it's one or two shots somewhere, and it comes all the way down to 18 or a playoff. This is the epitome of a dogfight. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a scrap. I haven't, I haven't got to play with Mace recently, so I don't, I don't know how he's hitting it. I know his handicap's gone up. He's trending in the other direction a little bit. I have played with Josh, and Josh is solid. Mace is still going to have to golf his ball. Absolutely. He can't come out and just the same goes for Josh. He gets strokes. Yeah. Whoever shows up that day probably just wins the match and has It's gonna come down to a shot or two, who's gonna make it, who's not gonna make it, and it's probably gonna be the difference in the match. I can see this going very close, probably even extra holes. I I see extra holes in this one too. Um, the strap group, Will Robinson in full control with seven points, Brand Thagard with four and a half, Matt Britton with four and a half. Will Chumley with two. Um, so Will's locked that up. Sounds that way. He, yeah. He will be playing uh, Matt in stage three. Is that correct? Yeah. Because Will can get to, at minimum, what, eight? Eight, and that's as close as anybody else can get to. Um, and that he would win the tiebreaker. But I say that Matt can get to eight and advance because he will have the tiebreaker. If he wins on 17 or sooner, he will advance over. As long as Will loses on 17 or sooner, there will be a tiebreaker. Yes. Um, they will have to have a playoff, right? Or would Matt have the – because they're playing each other, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so okay, so Matt has to beat him. On 17 or sooner. On 17 or sooner. To, and he advances, right? And he advances. If Will wins or if it, Will just to gets 18, to 18, then he advances. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Brand can only get to Will and he will lose the tiebreaker. Yeah. So Matt, so Matt, Matt has versus, a chance. Matt has a, a very good chance. Um, well, I say that he's going into another one of those bust all situations. Will, other hottest hand in the club right now. Really tough to go up in that situation and have to play somebody like that. Will hasn't had to play past 11 yet. <sighs> Two, eight, and seven victories. <laughs> Two, eight, and seven victories. Um, a strong introduction to the High Cotton Classic, and um, kudos to him. You know, congratulations. Match play juggernaut so far. He's proving that way, and, uh, you know, that's exactly what we want from the High Cotton Club and, and our guys moving forward into, you know, further qualifying and stuff like that. And so. He's got ample opportunity, and so we would love to see him figure out a way to, to represent himself. Um, but, yeah, he wins and he's in. Simple as that. If he just gets to 18, he's in. Yeah, but if you put that in your head, yeah. then, you know. Um, but, yeah, Matt, full chance there. I Cotton Club Captain Connor Hendrickson coming to you with a couple questions. Are you tired of counting up dots? Do you get annoyed typing in six-letter codes for every tournament or yelling across fairways to find out other group scores? Or maybe you're the guy at your club with binders and spreadsheets stacked up to track handicaps and scores for your group games. If you are, you need Unknown Golf. Unknown Golf is the scoring system that weekend warriors everywhere have been waiting for. Unknown gives every player a live leaderboard for their game and integrates a real handicap data into every tournament, weekend game, and individual round played. 
It'll even post to the USGA for you. Now, we've all seen live scoring apps before, but what sets Unknown apart is the ability to track every side better game that you can imagine simultaneously. Just hit the challenge button at any point during your round to add additional bets, presses, or challenge any other person using the app. All bets and scores are displayed on an easy-to-read dashboard, and data is tracked and easily searched to discover long-term trends and totals. For the individual, Unknown Golf tracks net, gross, and course-specific scoring averages among dozens of other data points. All of the High Cotton Club uses Unknown Golf, and you should too. Visit unknowngolf.com to create your player profile and download the app. Unknown Golf, the scoring app for the serious casual golf. Moving into our uh, next event on the schedule, the education at Suwannee. We have teams. Teams are locked in. Team captain for Tennessee here, Mr. John Stewart. How do you feel about Team Tennessee? Oh, we're stout, baby. We already we already got our group chat going. We are ready to go. And I think we got a lot of guys who are in good form. Uh, I like our pairing so far. We might make a tweak or two, but uh, you know, it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna divulge as far as what our our initial pairings are just yet. But uh, we are going to have a pairings party on IG Live, right? Yes, yes, we will. That will probably be uh, in between now and the next episode release. So stay tuned, social media and the Discord for that. Yeah, I think we got a lot of guys who vibe good together. So uh, I think. Of course, it's only the, the, the team aspect of it's only nine holes, and then we'll go straight to the singles. I think it's all going to come down to the singles. I think it's heavily weighted towards the single matches. thousand percent. And uh, you're just going to have to go out and gawk your ball. Um, something that I was talking with Lane about earlier, and I want to make sure everybody's clear, the wrinkle that we threw into this, you know, outside of normal match play, is whoever wins the previous hole gets to pick the hole for the next. The tee box. The, the tee box for the next hole. But if the golf course allows it, there's nobody on another tee box for another hole. If it's right there and you can make it work, I'm thinking about number two. I think you can tee off from number seven for number two. Or you can go all the way up to the red tees. You can stretch it out. You can go up. If there's situations like that, I want guys to take advantage of those. But is there a rule that you have to be hitting off tee markers of some sort? You can't just go to, like, the 100-yard marker. Correct. Yeah. Got to hit off. That's a good wrinkle. That's going to make it fun and interesting. That's going to keep everybody engaged throughout the... And then par threes will all be standard tees because it's close to the pin contest. Yeah, I've never played Swanee, so I don't know the layout. So it... It, It's a little bit more like proper golf than Sweetens um, or even Park Mammoth. You don't have quite the ability to like pick other tees and go somewhere. Um, but there's still a little bit of that, I think, that we can kind of find and exploit. Um, but either way, it's a great match play golf course. It's really always in great shape on top of the mountain, and so excited to get down there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't – without seeing it, I can't really think of any strategy or anything, but I know me and Burris are probably – every time we get the choice, we're just going to tip it out. That's probably a, a safe safe bet. But did you just tip your hand a little bit? Or is that Everybody knew that was coming. You never know. We may just take a par four up to where we can both get there. If we're playing two guys who aren't long – we got an advantage by just taking it all the way up and hitting it on the green. No, I'm saying, did you tip your hand by saying you're with Burris? Man, everybody knows I'm always going to be with <laughs> Burris, baby. That's my, that's my guy. Uh, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a dangerous combination. It's going to be interesting to see how Team Alabama um, tries to match up against us. I think Team Alabama's strong, but I just I think D Ball already knows 
who I'm going to be against because I've already called out and told him who I want on. A... Yeah, and I I told him who I want, and he's not going to give them to me. Um, I think he's he's going to debase himself as captain. I think he's going to overthink it, and he's going to end up making some sort of blunder with a, a matchup that cost them the whole thing. And um, I know I'm coming. I'm coming. I, I see. I, I didn't feel like I had my best at the High Cotton Cup. And I still, you know, went out there and got it. So, come on. I know who I want you to face. So Yeah. He's not going to give them to us. But if we do the snake draft, you know you know where to put me. Oh, I know. And, and that's what we're going to do, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, it's up to him whether he says that name or, or ways to react to that name. I think either way, those two names wait till the very end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot of, if you know, you knows here. But, uh, yeah, lost in space, I expect. I expect to see you on the other side of the tee. And if it's not you, then that's because your captain's scared of what I'm going to do to you. Oh, that cut. That might cut deep. <laughs> I mean, that's just the facts of the situation. Why else wouldn't he put the hottest hand against me? Because he's scared of what I would do to him because he knows Will's, you know, I'm coming. I haven't forgot about, he, he can say mental warfare all he wanted to about, you know, the mother clucker and stuff. I ain't forget it. I hold a grudge like a vice. <laughs> All right, moving into the extinction. No, uh, shout out Tim Lasso here. No, no goldfish memory for you. No, <laughs> no, we we hold on to it and we let it eat away at us for years and years and years until finally it, it bubbles up to the surface. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how we deal with things as men. From the podcast, to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Golf RX and Mount Juliet. Whether you need custom clubs, club fitting lessons, club repair, or even just restocking up on golf balls. They've got you covered. I was looking for a setup to better help me flight my wedges and Golf RX hooked me up. Now I hit wedges that are so flighted, bags fly free. Located in Mount Juliet off 11972 Lebanon Road, stop in to see them or give them a call at 615-288-4539. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to six, and make sure to tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. Now, without further ado, back to Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Um, all right, the extinction. Getting better and better all the time. Um, I was running a little late to the pod because I was down at Dick's picking up a few more coolers. Um, so we're at six now. Got to get two more. Waiting on that right color. We got green today. Green coolers for somebody to take home with them. Nice. Are we 100% paid as well? We are 100% paid. So welcome everybody to the field officially. Um, have a meeting here in just a little bit with Sercio and Doty, and we will, you know, kind of iron out some more final details and get a final information packet out to everybody, you know, this weekend or beginning of next week. And, yeah, really we're just um, closing down the practice round sign-ups this weekend. But other than that, we're, we're in a great, great spot. Yeah, the practice round is going to be sick too. We probably got, what, 40? Uh, like 45. Wow. Close to 48 now. It, it's going to be an amazing weekend. Like, I, I cannot freaking wait. Um, thing you're most looking forward to? So, post-practice round, first night out, vibing our faces off before we go fucking tee off and try to kill each other. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. There's going to be a lot of talk about who may be going to Texas. And I can't wait to... You know, all this talk we've had throughout the season about who's going to get that NIT spot, I'm excited to see who's who's finally going to claim it. 
you're going to have to go for ball. I mean, it's it's a tough field, and we are not letting somebody come in and take the spot away from us. They're going to have to come beat us. Absolutely, and you're not going to come take it. You're going to have to come earn it if one of these guys from another roost. And we have, uh, I think, 10 roosts represented, um, which is fantastic. And, yeah, just thank you to everybody who's gotten involved. Um, but we can't say thank you without saying thank you to Unknown Golf. Unknown Golf, we talked about it last week. We were supposed to have the interview with D-May. Uh, well, that interview is now coming today, so please enjoy it as part of uh, today's episode. But Unknown Golf just continuing to step things up, and uh, we just appreciate their support so much. And um, they're working very, very hard. Um, D-May mentioned it on our little interview portion that they're working hard to get that app revealed by the time that we kick off at the extinction. That's great. And it's, it's so refreshing to have – a, a partner like Unknown who not only is monetarily but also personally invested in what we're doing and us being able to partner with them, us helping them, them helping us, and they have taken our events to another level. thousand percent. thousand percent. I couldn't agree anymore. And having you, – you mentioned the, the personal investment. Like having Bill Trabosh come, CEO, founder – come to the extinction, bring a guest. Like they want to be involved. They want to be supportive. And, and so we just, I always tell them and I always say here, it's a blessing to have them, you know, come in and want this partnership and for us to be able to do all the things that we're doing together. It's really a miracle for us. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing that not only what they've contributed to us in this event monetarily, but the fact that they're willing to personally invest themselves and their time and and what we're doing it just takes it to another level and we uh we can't say thank you thank you enough thousand percent so without any further ado let's wrap up today's episode with some life advice and get to that interview with d-may Stu, i know you got something great for us and you're gonna give me time to come up with something on the fly yeah so mine comes from a uh late 90s early 2000 uh Favorite movie of mine, Van Wilder. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I've always heard that 90% of what we worry about never even happens. Um, you know, I, like everybody else, worry about anything and, and everything. You're all, you're, you know, you're always, mind's always turning, worrying. And uh, it's, it's a great reminder of, hey, man, just take a step back and don't worry about that. I like that a whole lot. Um, something that you do need to worry about in your everyday life is paying for parking when you go downtown. And uh, I've made a, a PSA in the past about Metropolis parking and Premier parking in downtown Nashville. And we had to wait an hour last night to get Morgan's boot off her car. Um, and they were across the street the whole time. Um, so, yeah, very, very frustrating there. Um, you know, why, why? Why not just a ticket? Why you got to go straight to the boot? First time offense. Dude, you're just on fire right now. Like, <laughs> the, the thing is, my truck was sitting right next to her. Because uh, we, we drove separately because she had to work yesterday. And so I'm just sitting there and just, you know, waiting. My truck's paid for all whatever dollars. She's got to pay for parking. And then we got to pay the $75 to get the boot off. Just, But it's hey, a man. felony if you take it off yourself. So Sometimes you're the bug. Sometimes you're the windshield. And sometimes you're both, I guess. I don't know. 
But uh, as always, we appreciate everybody uh, who's tuned in to this episode of Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club, presented by Golf RX. And without any further ado, we give you David May. We take a final break from today's episode to talk to you about the fine folks at the Rudder at Anchor High Marina in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Patrick Patton continues to crush everything that he does with the High Cotton Club, and we could not be more thankful for all of his work to set us up for a strong year and help us kick things off for the extinction and the next season. And we kick things off for the High Cotton Classic at the Rudder, as we always do a couple weekends ago. It was a great time to have everybody gather around. Unfortunately, the Masters got delayed with the weather, but the vibes were still high at the Rudder at Anchor High Marina. So whether you're looking for good food, good drinks, or just a great place to hang out as this beautiful weather is coming into middle Tennessee this spring. Make sure that you check out the Rudder at Anchor High Marina at 126 River Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. You can give them a call at 615-348-0129. They're open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday through Saturday, 11 to 11, and Sunday, 11 to 10, with happy hour Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 6, excluding their events like we had with the High Cotton Kickoff. And they have live music all the time throughout the spring, so make sure you check out the schedule on their website, therudderahm.com. That's therudderahm, like anchorhighmarina.com. Make sure you check out The Rudder and tell them the High Cotton Club sent you. Now, without any further ado, back to today's episode. Welcome into Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. A special episode today with David May from Unknown Golf. Goes by D-May, a great friend of the High Cotton Club. D-May, welcome to the show. Connor, thanks, man. It's great to be here. Uh, you know, we, we love the High Cotton Club. We love you. Um, we we appreciate all the support that you guys give us. And um, I'm just excited to chat with you today. It's always a pleasure. Well, you must love us if you're willing to sit sit down and talk with me again after we sat down and talked for over an hour last week, um, had a great conversation, and unfortunately, technology got the best of us. Um, lost a little bit uh, of steam and progress um, in losing those audio files, but excited to sit down with you again, and so thank you for taking the time. Um, just let's go ahead and dive right on into it because you got a plane to catch, and so I want to share a little story real quick. Um, about that and I know that you'll appreciate this I heard this the other day that um, one of the defensive staff uh, for the University of Alabama he was working there as a young you know coordinator something like that um, intern and they're getting ready to go play a tournament in Gulf Shores but they have meetings at 7 30 he's thinking we got to get done at 10 o'clock Kirby comes and tells him hey when Nick says it's time to go you run and get your bag and you run to the parking lot and so he's like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, we're grown men. He says, I'm not kidding. So it's, you know, uh, it's 1057. They're supposed to tee off at noon. Nick slowly takes off his glasses, puts down his nose. He says, all right, boys, I told him we wouldn't be late. We ought to hit the road. And so everybody gets up, scurries out of the room like cockroaches. They uh, head, grab their bags, run to the parking lot. There's two vans waiting on them. Those vans, one guy says, offense over here, defense over here. They get to the jet. There's two jets running on the runway, engines low. They say, offense over here, defense over here. They get in the jets. 20 minutes later, they're in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and they hit their first golf shot at 11.57, one hour after they stepped out of the meeting room. <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, That's legendary stuff right there. 
And so uh, as you're getting ready to go, you know, get the full C-suite experience, I figured that would be something that you would enjoy and, and maybe everybody else would enjoy as well. That's uh, that's a life that most of us would never live, and we can only imagine some of those stories. Uh, man, you know, it, uh, I've got, you know, gotten a couple opportunities to do um, something like that. It's always cool. Um, we all live a blessed life. It's blessed to be able to uh, tee it up anytime we can, wherever we can, um, and, uh, you know, and and do this uh, great thing we call golf. So can you explain to everyone a little bit about Unknown's origin story? Obviously, it's it's been a huge game changer for the High Cotton Club, but um, I'll let you kind of speak for it and uh, just tell us a little bit about it. So, yeah, so Unknown, um, interestingly, started as a uh, our founder, Bill Trabosh, is down in Lantana, Texas at Lantana Golf Club. And uh, his group, which the name of their group is called Bowl of Soup, um, wanted to create something to simplify their scoring process. So just like all of us in our past days and our past lives where we had the scorecards and piles of money and everybody calling out scores. And, you know, we we're trying to, you know, make sure that we had everything right. Um, they wanted to see if they could simplify it. Bill said, you know, I, I work in the, the development space. Let me keep my skills sharp a little bit um, and I'll see what I can do. So seven years ago, he actually launched the first live scoring within his group. And from there, his club, started talking to him about how they might use that instead of some of the other systems available. And it just began to spread other groups, other clubs would hear about it. And then people would move around or a pro might move to another club and said, I'm bringing it with me. And it just has continued to, to spread. Um, so it was just a little over two years ago that I found um, unknown golf. Um, one of the guys in my group here in, in Arkansas at Pinnacle um, uh, discovered it from playing in a game at Chanel country club in Little Rock. So shout out all these clubs here. And he came back and said, you need to check it out. I did. Um, I had a call uh, with the unknown team to get sort of a briefing. And I made the immediate decision. We are going right now. And so um, we, uh, it was a little aggressive. But they told me I was quite aggressive because we had a two man, two day tournament that weekend. And we had never, ran in a single event, didn't have a single person loaded into unknown golf. And I said, well, it's the best way for us to get adoption is to just dive in, rip off the Band-Aid. I think we got almost everybody that um, figured it out and and was able to just in those first handful of days. And we haven't looked back. We've run it every event since. Um, uh, my group loves it. Um, from a group leader standpoint, it's awesome. I think everybody enjoys being able to keep track of the the scoring, how where they stand on the leaderboards, um, the side betting. There's so many great functions about it, and so it's just been fantastic. And I'm, you know, um, I went from being just a group leader to now uh, I'm part of uh, part of the team. Yeah, it's it's so cool to see um, how you've gone and and your evolution. But Unknown has also gone through quite an evolution in its own right. And last week, you guys unveiled. All the new stuff that you've been working on. Well, not all of it. You got some more stuff up your sleeve, but it's it's pretty much an overhaul on the system. Everything looks fantastic. All our guys are commenting on how great it looks. Um, so congratulations, first and foremost. But do you mind explaining a little bit of what entails with all this new stuff? Oh, man, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So, yeah, we are and we are so excited. So um, 
the the functionality of unknown is incredible. It's one of those systems that um, I don't know that will any of us will ever um, uh, come close to touching all the functionality and capability it can do. It's now, as soon as I say that, every day somebody calls up and says, well, can you do it this way? And it's one tweak that's not, you know, that you don't you, you don't always have. But it's been built with so much versatility and functionality and different things that you can do and different ways to approach things. It's an incredibly powerful platform. It's a platform that um, runs any club event. So um, if you're if you're if your golf club is running member guests, if they're running stroke play club championships, they're running their, their scrambles. We run all those things. We have all the print centers. We have all, anything and everything that a, a program needs and the ability to run it live. But we also run things like for group leaders and whatever, um, like yourself, like myself, where we can run our group games, we can run the side betting and whatnot. So what we went through as we've gone through some evolution, some new, some new people have come along with us, um, some new investment, that we brought in um, at the beginning of the year, we decided it was time to really sort of level up from um, the uh, how we had uh, operated for the last few years. So um, complete rebranding. Um, so that came out. You started to see. You saw little teasers of it in advance. Um, the and, and branding is going to be heavy, heavy at the extinctions. People are going to see some of that, which we're really excited about. Um, and then. Uh, what I would call phase one. So when you say we, we rolled out our new stuff, actually you haven't seen anything. This is what we're so excited about because what we did was we started the, the, the first phase of player portal, which everybody will see when they log in, they're going to notice some new look and feel of player portal of how things navigate and function, being able to see all your events kind of in one place, um, that sort of thing. But, um, and we, we launched our subscription model. So, uh, people who want to uh, take advantage of those things personally as a player, the ability to do side betting, the ability to really keep track of all their stats and analytics and to really get prepared for all that's coming. Um, and that's what's really exciting. I just left a meeting and we're talking about, first of all, our much awaited and anticipated app that our users have asked for for a long time. Um, we have a great system that's web-based and it's, it's been very functional. It's, it works fantastic and, and it, it really serves a purpose and really works a lot like an app. But the new app, new app is launching early June. And uh, I know that uh, the dev team is, is doing everything they can to try to um, have that ready for extinction. So we'll see. Um, that's, a, that's a subscriber benefit that's going to be available to, uh, um, to use the app. Um, we got some really cool things coming with some GPS and some things like that. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but I just came out of a meeting and the things they were talking about that's going to be available in terms of that. Um, it's going to be incredible. We're looking at advanced uh, advanced stats and analytics around a player. So if you want to be more game improvement type stats, the option to have those things available to you in a subscription. Um we're working on a bunch of things related to a broader social aspect. So the ability, you know, a lot of, we all as golfers and our groups and our buddies like to talk smack with each other and the ability to stay more connected, more involved, know what's going on with each other, communicate with each other, share content with each other. Um, all of those things um, are all part of it. And those are just like a handful of the things that are towards the top of the list. And I think the list is like a hundred different things that are going on. So um it's a really exciting time for us. You can probably tell I'm pumped about it because I just, I love being a part of Unknown Golf and I love 
um, what's ahead, being able to see what's in front of us and know that when you see it, you're going to love it and your guys are going to love it. And anybody that's part of Unknown Golf, they're going to be like, wow, this is incredible. Um, I'm, I'm just really pumped about it. Uh, your excitement and all of y'all's energy always gets me excited about it. And we're just, we're so fortunate that we found y'all and we're able to, to, uh, kind of start this great partnership. And we just love to see everything that you guys have in the pipeline. You talked about it in our other recording. There's, there's other apps out there and there's other softwares that do one thing or a couple things, but unknown is really now. And as you unveil all these other features going to do it all. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Um, look, the the foundation has been laid by by many great apps, things that we've we've personally used, things we've been a part of, things that our our subscribers have all been a part of. Um, so, you know, one of the one of the trailblazers out there has been Golf Genius, obviously, that really laid the groundwork for for golf clubs. And I think almost everybody's been in many events that have used that platform, you know, has has been a, you know, really hats off to them for helping bring digital technology into the golf space. I mean, that they, you know, they really did uh, start to blaze a trail for that. Um, you've had, you got some other people out there. You've got things like a uh, golf game book that a lot of people use to run leagues. You've got the grant. A lot of people use to have buddy games and keep, uh, keep uh, some of their stuff together and have some good so social aspects. You have 18 birdies who really was one of the first groups out there to promote, some of the things like your side bets and and challenges and things like that. Um, and the games that guys play the game within the game, if you will. Um, so for us, what we're like, cause we tried to take all of the best things of all those bring it and and kind of consolidate it to be able to offer any of those things. We offer, we offer solutions for clubs. We offer solutions for groups. We offer solutions for players and then improve and bring the best and, and continue to build off of that. That's why we're excited of, you know, you always hate to say, hey, we do everything because, you know, that we, we all hear that every day in our lives. But we do have a very comprehensive solution that we're excited about. And then I think what I love about all of that is that we're we're synced with the USGA and, and your gen system. So um, it's not just that, hey, we can do those things, but we're also incorporating your handicap and all that um, if you have one within the platform as well. So. Um, it really is a uh, kind of a, a, a solid all-around solution to accomplish a lot of your goals. Yeah, we were talking about it before we started recording. It's it's difficult to say as leader, but unknown is very, very trustworthy, and it is very reliable. Um, I thought that there was an issue this morning not being able to find a certain golf club. I thought the golf club lost their rating or something like that. They changed their name, unknown. <laughs> Unknown knew it. We took care of it. It's all it's all fixed. Um, you know, it unknown is a it's trustworthy, it's reliable when everything's set up right. And there's all these opportunities to kind of validate setup, validate scoring, run simulations and all that. We and we can get into that a little bit uh, more, but it just all the things that you're talking about and all the things that we've already seen, you know, coming from the golf side as a, a former golf pro myself, I used some of those former uh, other platforms and I stopped using them because of how one not user friendly they were. I wasn't happy with the end product. I could do a better, you know, product in terms of car assignment sheets, scorecards, uh, all those things, scoreboards. And so at the end of the day, they they were almost, you know, ineffective to the point where it wasn't worth the, the, the cost. And unknown is the exact opposite. 
It is more value than, you know, we incur. It is just everything that you could ever imagine in a scoring software. Um, for me as a user, it's cut down on my time organizing events tenfold. You know, I'm always happy with the product. Um, you know, everybody's always happy with the interface. If there's something that goes wrong, I mess something up. I clicked the wrong button and, you know, I can hand up and say that. Um, but as we get better, you know, we haven't even been using the platform for a year. And, you know, as it continues to get better, as I continue to get better to use it, I just can't wait to see um, more guys fall in love with it. Now that they have the option to subscribe, get into the subscription model and uh, just, yeah, really cool things on the way. So I'm excited. Well, I think one of the reasons that um, that so many of us feel like it's a good system is because it was built by us, basically. It was built by, started with a group leader, and then it's continued to be um, evolved and enhanced with feedback from group leaders, club professionals, and players. So when when those things come in, I mean, I add to our list daily of things. I know we're always adding to our our dev team list and our backlog list of, uh, of of updates and things or requests or whatever. We can't promise that we can do them all, but what we're doing is looking for things that make sense for the most um, and try to continue to adapt to that. Um, and, and, you know, not everything always works the way uh, you think it's going to. Sometimes there's something you click wrong. I work with it all the time. I've been a leader and I still do something wrong and we have to, we have to find it. But the thing is everything can always be updated and quickly fixed. Mm -hmm. um, and we are, uh, we do strive in trying to be um, responsive to your needs. Um, we, we, we recognize that an event that runs on Saturday morning, um, working on it on Wednesday afternoon is not always the most appropriate situation for everybody. So we try to be as responsive as we can and jump on things. And, um, and it really doesn't always matter if it's a, if it's a, you know, some kind of a hiccup in the system or it was an error in a setup, it just matters that we get it figured out. No, you guys have the, uh, the best customer service in the business, <laughs> uh, best customer service I've experienced really in, in any business. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but, um, want to ask you, why have you unknown golf bill, the whole team chosen to support us in the high con club in the extinction? Man, well, there's, there's so many reasons. Um, well, well, first of all, we love, we love you. You're like just great people. El Capitan, as they like to call you, you know, like we just, we, we love what you're all about and, and you're great to work with, but um, you know, High Cotton Club is one of those groups that represents the core of what we're looking for in terms of, of our user base. We want people who love the game of golf. They love the sense of community and camaraderie and friendship and fun that goes along uh, with everything. Um, you're competitive. Like you, you want to play golf. Golf matters, but it's not so competitive that you can't enjoy the game and enjoy each other. You can say, gosh, I didn't have it today. I was not good. And you can laugh about it and go have a beer and go on. Um, you know, you guys are, are creating a variety of events. You're playing at different places. Um, you know, we, we, we run groups that are playing at the same club all the time. It's awesome. It, but the, people share that same, those same traits. They're like, they're just, they're great people who love the game of golf that want to have fun, want to enjoy their buddies and whatever they're doing, however they're doing, it's all about it. And that's kind of what the personality of unknown golf is, is play hard, have fun. And I know that's, that's, you know, a, a cliche, uh, cliche -ish 
statement, but it is, um, but it's very true in terms of what we're all about. We want to support those groups, and you guys just happen to embody so many of those things. You've you've jumped in. Um, you personally have jumped in and said, "Look, I believe in this platform," and um, and we've seen it in terms of how you guys use it. Your guys are so uh, into it. Um, I mean, I find myself following your your live Instagrams and I find myself looking at your tournaments and stuff. And I just see the passion and, and uh, we just love that. So we thought what a great group to uh, be, a, you know, to really jump in and, and support and be part of what you guys have, especially with this extinction that uh, is coming up. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying all that for those of you who uh, may have been living under a rock or only tuning in because of the the celebrity that is D may joining the pod. Um, the extinction on June 2nd and 3rd at Park Mammoth. We're going to kick things off June 2nd with a practice round in Calcutta. But Unknown Golf has stepped up in a huge way, taking care of this event and and put us in a position to run probably the highest quality, I guess if you call it, want to call it one-day event that I will have ever been a part of. Um, and so I couldn't be more excited just to, to participate, nonetheless, to have 75 sickos come from all across the country um, just to enjoy a great venue. And so – um, Unknown Golf providing a huge vessel vessel shipment that arrived last week. I was overwhelmed <laughs> when I pulled back in the driveway. Seven golf bags to our winners of each flight, to the winners of our derby, and to the winners of Unknown's Golf, Unknown Golf's par three contest throughout the day. So since we're playing 36 holes, everybody will play the par threes eight times, eight holes. The low two on those holes, they're going to get golf bags. So hopefully, you know, no scorecard playoffs. If there's a scorecard playoff for that, we're going to a blind chip off for that golf bag. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know, we wanted to do that. We're we're pumped. First of all, that swag looks good. Um, I actually was showing one of my friends the other day, and they're like, how do I buy one of those? I'm like, you can't buy one of those. You can only play in the extinction. Yeah, I, I had somebody that. reach out, ask if they could buy one of the Vessel shoe bags. I was like, nope, sorry. Yeah. The Vessel shoe bags, every single competitor will uh, receive those. I have it sitting right over here. I'm looking at it. Those are so sharp, just the Vessel bags themselves. But then you put the the two logos together. My goodness, that is that is a great looking bag there. Yeah, I, I'm and I'm so jealous like that I uh, can't be there. Um, you guys got the legend himself, Bill Trabosh, the founder of Unknown Golf, that's going to be there. Um, so you actually uh, you know, scored even higher by getting him. Um, but I, you know, I unfortunately had a conflict and couldn't be there, but I'm so bummed that I can't, and, uh, I got to schedule better next time so I can, I can be at your thing. But, um, you know, the par three contest is we wanted to, in addition to providing the other things and, and, and really support, we wanted to do something fun that also helped highlight just some, some of the fun functionality that's available. This is, you know, this is, this is, uh, just a, a cool thing that I think will add a little bit more um, fun and anticipation to the group. Um, uh, I actually picked this idea up from another uh, club pro who does something like this. He said on all of his golf trips and I have started using it all the time. He said, you know, even if you're having a bad day or you're having a bad week and you can't get off the tee, every time you come to that par three, you're like, okay, buckle down. I can still get in this contest. I, I may have made triple bogey back there or whatever, but I can still stay. So guys, if you're in this event, uh, if you're lucky enough to be one of those 75 players in the extinction and you step up to those par threes, it doesn't matter what you did on the par four or the par five, whether you're the leader or whether you're in last place, 
just go get your par, get your birdie on those par threes, buckle down, take home one of these uh, one of these um, bags because they are very, very clean. And not only will people be competing for uh, the Vessel Golf bags in the overall par three contest, because you were an unknown golfer, so generous with your support, we were able to take care of the golf course, and that freed us up to um, offer some Yeti coolers for close to the pin prizes. So we're going to have eight Yeti coolers on every single close to the pin. Um, that and some Vessel Golf, I mean, there's a good chance that somebody doubles up. Somebody's going to double up. Uh, there's going to be some really good opportunities. Um, and somebody may need the same U-Haul that it's going to take you to take everything to the golf course to take some of their stuff back. Maybe you can make a deal with them and they can uh, rent it one way. Because there's there's some there's some sizable gifts and some really cool stuff. So uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Before we move on, I have to ask, score predictions for Bill. Ooh. I haven't seen the course. Uh, how? What's the uh, what's the slope and rating? Um, that I do not know, but it's probably like a. I've heard some some it's really good players call it a par sixty seven, and then shoot about seventy one. I mean, it's okay. Okay, I'd so, say seventy one is probably a fair rating. Okay, so I'm gonna Bill. Um, doesn't get to play as much. We he's quite busy, especially recently working on things. I do know he just played an event this weekend. I'm gonna get, and he does have his member guest coming up between now and then. I'm gonna give Bill. Um, Golf course is short but wide open. Gonna I'm gonna be some give difficult hole locations. I'm gonna give Bill eighty-seven. Eighty-seven first round. What about second? Eighty-seven. Round? 87. I mean, with his handicap, that would put him. No, I'm not. I'm talking gross. I'm talking gross. Yeah, with his handicap, you guys got to watch out. Yeah, the the Trebosh. Uh, he's uh, you got to watch out for him. He's uh, he's a little sneaky. I've played in some tournaments with him, and um, you know, he he knows how to move his ball around. He doesn't. He's not long but he knows how to play his golf ball and he can he can roll the rock a little bit so um you got to watch out for that that would make him competitive oh yeah that definitely would if if he goes out and shoots 87 in the first round i mean i think he's probably in the top 10 of the top flight with his i mean maybe top 15 there's probably going to be some some really good play out there in that first round before the drinks really start flowing um second round with a chance at contention what do you think he does well, if he's in contention, um, you know, he he can go he can go a couple different ways. Bill's Bill can definitely go for your go for your jugular, but because he doesn't get to play as much, you know, that's the one thing we have to we have to take into consideration. I'm a big believer in in seasoned play. And Bill, I love you, but if I think if you're there, I may give you a 90. Okay. Okay. Still, I mean, it, that's that's respectable. And uh, yeah, if he, I think, I would say he doesn't see a nine on the beginning of either one of those scores. I think. I hope he course, doesn't. I think he's going to vibe. The golf course is going to be great. We're going to have great energy. I see him him playing really well. I hope he wins. Then that's me not knowing his game. Obviously, that's it. I hope he wins two bags and he comes back and gives me one of them. Uh, that would that would be some energy right there. <laughs> that that would be something. Um, so 
Something that we will be aiming for at the extinction is the challenges record. So for those of you who are not entirely familiar and you heard us, you know, kind of mentioned it earlier in the, in the pod, um, what you have with unknown golf is the opportunity inside of any event to challenge any other player in the event, um, any kind of game pretty much. And so when we went down to the Stankonia, um, you issued me a challenge and you let me know what the current records were. And then our challenge was to beat that. So uh, could you fill us in on that situation and and how that went? Yeah, we talked about it one day and I said, yeah, I think that the challenge record for a total event uh, was about 150 to 160, about 150 to 160 um, total challenges, side bets um, within that. So that could be a combination of NASA's, um, auto presses, wolf games, you know, team best balls, all sorts of things, right? Um, and this is all outside of the normal event. Um, you text me and said, uh, challenge accepted, take a look at, at your list. And I think you guys had like 250. It was, it blew my mind. I do will say it brought a little tear to my eye. I felt like a proud parent. I was like, this is so amazing. Uh, we, we, we've raised you well, we've got you out here now, just, uh, uh, you know, um, crushing these betting records. So I was, I was very pleased. Um, so there's the 250 and I will lay this one out there. If anybody wants a little bit of it, um, there is one record, um, that has yet to be broken. Um, yours truly, Mr. D may himself holds the, the individual record for most, um, side bets in one 18 hole round. And I had 106 one day. So, um, if anybody wants to step up to that, um, you know, I probably can find some swag for you or something. If you can break that as an individual, I can, I can make something happen. Um, but let's see, uh, let's see what you got. I'm looking for you guys to break that 250. And, um, you know, uh, Bill Trebosh would be a good one for you guys to throw some challenges at. I mean, he's, he's already loading in the system. He's Mr. Unknown Golf. He's the founder of Unknown Golf. Who's going to be out there, the guy who built the platform. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to hit that challenge button and send Bill a challenge uh, and tell him D-May sent you. No doubt. We're we're working on getting tee times done uh, early so that everybody can kind of get a feel for where everybody's going to be on the golf course. Go ahead and get those challenges flowing. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see if we can, you know, break that record. 250 feels like a lot. 106 feels like a ton. But remember, auto presses, two down presses, all those things – those count as new bets. And so 106, really, you got to start probably around 60, 70 to get there, I would think. Yeah. I mean, you know, Nassau's three. So, yep. you you know, you 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 pick about 15, 20 guys. There's 60 bets if you got 20 guys. And then maybe throw a few team combinations, which I know you did last time. And, um, you know, th- throw a few things. Uh, if, if enough guys are gamers in your group that want to step up and, and go get it. It doesn't take long, but especially if one person says, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared, then, you know, go get it. Very cool. But I do suggest if you're the person who tries to break my record, play well. Play well. Yes. Yeah. That's uh that is, should be a requirement for breaking that record. If you lose all the money, then uh, I don't know if you're really breaking the record. Yeah. That's um, right. So uh, quickly, we talked about what, uh, our trip down to the Stankonia Classic for the Peachtree Collective's um, Roost Major. Um, and that's that's how we set the challenges record. But some stuff also happened on Saturday. 
So I just want to give you an opportunity real quick to clarify what kind of happened. Uh, we got on the phone with you and Bill and within 30, 45 minutes, everything was fixed, corrected. Um, you guys couldn't have responded any better, but I just want to give you an opportunity to just kind of uh, share what happened there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, our system has so much functionality and so many things that, you know, there's, it, it's, while it's, while it's certainly intuitive, there are certain things that sometimes you think you're doing this and you're actually doing that. Um, and it happens to me, it happens to everybody. So um, it's, it's not necessarily an uncommon thing. And that happened to be an even more uh, unique event with some of the setup, which again, unknown golf is able to handle it all. But when the more complexity you add to it, the more things you have to try to figure out and how do I attach this to this and plug this into that. Um, so, you know, like you and I were talking earlier, sometimes, you know, something will happen, one thing or the other, it could be a system error, it could be, uh, could be something we click. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I, um, that I emphasized earlier is that um, we, we definitely try to help and be responsive. And we certainly knew that was a big event. Um, second, I got a text from you. I was like, okay, let me see. I can't see what's going on. I was actually on the golf course when you, uh, it was a, when you first reached out, I'm like, I don't see it. So then I got, uh, Bill and our dev team involved, um, and they started looking into it. Um, turns out there was one little thing we had to just tweak a, a tweak how it was set up because it looked like we were doing this, but we were actually doing something different, just the way uh, um, it was uh, it was uh, set up. And um, so much that uh, like Bill was able to go through and um, do some, uh, you know do some uh, things to manually override it to fix it, even though it was kind of in a setup situation. It was, uh, it was all there. But that's one of the reasons that we also try to uh, talk to you about. We've talked, you know, I've talked about it a few times since then of like, um, we, uh, we've got some, some uh, things that we've been talking a lot more about in terms of being able to validate, set up, simulate scores and things like that and be able to see it because I mean, things do happen. I run, I set up events all the time and I'm like, this isn't, this isn't setting up right. And they're like, ah, I didn't do that. And then I can, I can find it. So um, the most important thing was uh, we immediately got everything ready to roll. They had a great shootout. Um, you made it. You didn't think you were going to make the shootout, but you did. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think everybody had a good time. And the most important thing was people didn't leave talking about anything that, uh, anything that didn't, work with unknown golf everybody left talking about the great golf right and so yeah it's a it's a credit to y'all for like you said you're playing golf he hopped on the phone with bill got everybody involved you guys got it worked out and it's just a credit to the customer service that we were talking about earlier um there's really can't beat unknown golf uh in every different facet um like you said earlier i believe in the platform I know the high cotton club believes in it so we're just so uh blessed and fortunate to have this um partnership and and really we can't wait to see you know you guys just go to the moon i, I see it and uh i can't wait to follow along well i mean again you know i've said it a few times but we're we're um we're very excited about where we are today we're excited with the launch last week whatever but i'm just can't emphasize enough this is just the tip of the iceberg that was the big step one it's like that was if you you know 2.0 if you will that's like um, when we changed from the flip phone to the iPhone, but what are we on now? Like iPhone 54 or something. I don't even know which one we have right now. So um, like we're already talking about not even what I would say is 
2.1. We're almost at 3.0 in some of the things we're talking about. Like it's going to be some some uh, big leap steps. So we certainly appreciate everybody um, who is uh, who's subscribed. If you're thinking about subscribing, man, we'd love to have you um, come along for the journey. The first 30 days are free. Um, it's $4.99 a month or $49.99 uh, annually. Um, you're going to get a 30-day free trial right off the bat, and it's going to give you so much functionality because in addition to being part of all the High Cotton Club events or whatever, um, you can also create your own events. If you're going on a golf trip or you got your buddies that you want to go play golf with um, outside of any of the High Cotton Club, you could, you have the ability to create all those, to run those events. You can make side bets. You've got your player stats. You're going to be able to use the app. You're going to be able to do all these other things that are coming. So it's really cool. Um, and we've been so fortunate, so blessed already with the uh, response that we received on subscriptions, um, the feedback we've received from people who love the system of what we're doing. And um, I mean, it's just a it's a great time to be part of Unknown Golf and it's a great time to be a part of, uh, of you know, the High Cotton Club and be partnered with High Cotton Club. Yes, sir. Couldn't agree more. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to have you back on probably sooner rather than later. We got some more stuff that we want, we want to dive into. You've been down in the tree farm. We got to dive into that a little bit. You know, all your experience as a player, we got to get into your story a little bit more beyond unknown golf. So we'd love to have you back on, but DMA, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today and joining uh, Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. My pleasure. Be back anytime. And I hope one of these times we're talking about our match against each other because that'll be a good time. Uh, I I hope not. I, I I see I see my bank account dwindling dwindling quickly from that match. We never know. We never know what game, but I guarantee fun will be had. Fun will be had. I appreciate you, D-May. All right, thanks, Connor. Appreciate it.